0: Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning
0: All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome back, people of the internet, to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. In this week's episode, we're talking some fun new EV announcements, plus I'm going to sneak in a non-EV announcement. Uh, We're also going to test Google's BARD um, because... It's available now. It just sort of started rolling out really quickly and we got to test it. And wow, do we have thoughts. And we're going to wrap it up uh, by rating the nothing year two event, which we obviously all saw and we'll have some trivia answers, of course, at the end, like we usually do. But first let's talk about some new cars because there's there's more new cars. It's that fun time. Yeah. We haven't started a pod with EV news in a little while. Welcome back um, to the news. That's wave. probably only like three weeks, but yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So the first one here is Volkswagen's ID. Two now. Anytime you look at, like, the the overarching electric car world, I think the question a lot of people keep asking is, when are we going to get a cheap, small, efficient, affordable electric car? This one seems like it's going to be pretty sweet, although it's not coming out right away. Mm-hmm. So, what we know is it looks like the ID Golf, sorry, it looks like the Volkswagen Golf, but with the ID, ID, Uh ah, what yeah. I, I did there? See? It's a, yeah. it's a ID, it's like a it's like a DNA. Okay, next. Then, anyway like, so ID, it looks ID. like an id on the front it's electric uh it's a concept now but it's slated to be in production in the european market in 2025 so i hear that and i go okay add a year carry the one it'll probably come out a little late that's fine we'll see 2027 but it is a smaller ev um and it's supposed to start the goal is for it to start under 25,000 euros um The Golf is already a really popular car for people who want something of that size. It's smaller. This concept is a two-door but four-seater, if I'm saying it correctly. I think it's four-door. It's just confusing because there's like no door handle on the back door. It is four-door. It's a concept car, got it. Okay, so it's a (laughs) concept car. It's got four doors, four seats, but it's compact. Obviously, in Europe, even cars like the Model 3 are a pretty big car, so I I see this doing better in places that buy smaller cars. Uh, Has a calculated WLTP range of around 280 miles. I don't know how you have that for a concept car, but that's a good goal to have. Um, and of course, we're we're some time away, so there could be a forward-wheel drive and an all-wheel drive variant, potentially with different ranges and power profiles, but seems pretty cool. Yeah, they said they're looking to do front-wheel drive, not rear-wheel. That would be, okay, yeah, that would be the efficient one, is the front-wheel drive one. Yeah. And then if you want a little more pep, maybe a little less range, all-wheel drive could be cool too. Yeah, and I, I
3: also, I know you said that you're, like, Europe, these are super popular, but the Golf and the GTI are
0: also still insanely popular in the U.S. They That's are true. very, very common cars here. It's it's kind of like whoever gets to make a really good $25,000 electric car first in the U.S., it will be popular here, too, I think.
3: I just mean in terms of, like, the size of it. Like, yeah, not yeah, even yeah, price, small. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, like, and 25,000 euros is approximately 27,000 USD. Um, if it comes out there 280 miles, the only thing it's really competing against is like a chevy bolt which is what like same price 28 27 28 and 240 miles so Mm -hmm. pretty similar i think this looks better like i said it's already crazy popular and i i the front end of it looking like the id4 i think looks way better on this smaller version of it without like the giant front have you seen
0: an ID an id4 at night it's
3: super easy to spot it's
0: one of the most so it's one of the most recognizable faces of a car alongside the Rivian, where if you see it on the other side of the highway, from a, a long ways yeah. away, you can see that bar and then the lights and the shape and the way they are. I always recognize that, I always recognize a Rivian, I always recognize maybe two or three other cars that have very distinct faces with the headlights. Actually, Kia is one of them, funny enough, which is what we're talking about next, but that, I think is a, it's a good look. And I would I would take this over a Bolt if they both existed today, so yeah. that's a pretty good sign.
3: Me too, I, I also wondered like, I know 2 years away it probably will be late but this does look so similar to cars they already manufacture so I wonder how much of that manufacturing might be similar and might be a little easier for this to come into production I don't right. again this is like you said a concept we don't know what it will actually look like is it just going to be a golf with a new front
0: face and like
3: yeah cramming a ton of battery into a small car but
0: It's funny there's so many variables now with these EVs like if if theoretically stay with me if tesla made their model 2 which is like a smaller model 3 the size of this golf and it had 280 miles of range rear wheel drive and could use tesla superchargers but it's built on that ev platform so it probably has more storage probably has a front trunk probably is a little more like a model 3 what would people buy of those two and i think a lot of people want the model 2 the Tesla. They want that to eventually come out so they can afford a Model Three. I wanna say, uh,
1: beyond the pricing of these, I would really like a smaller car because there are so many street spots in Brooklyn where I can just barely not fit my car. Yeah. And I, there are like two to three people in my neighborhood that have those little smart cars. Yeah. Those are incredible. You could just park anywhere you want. You could yeah. park sideways. <laughs> Dude, they park all over they the They can place. literally I park. I'm so I'm jealous. Jealous. They could literally park sideways <laughs> yeah. and it wouldn't be popping into the street. And I just I've looked into potentially getting a smart car, but they're they're like sixty thousand
0: dollars. They're still expensive. They're cars. super mm-hmm. expensive. Okay, you weren't maybe were you here for the Mini Cooper S? Yeah, I was. So that had the same vibe. Yeah, at least compared to a Model Three, it's so much smaller. But you yeah. can't like it's not wow. like smart car. It was small. yeah, it was like yeah. that car was bigger than I was anticipating it to be.
1: We also okay. had the um, what what was We've the version a... the model that we had. It was the, the like mini, the caravan mini Cooper Edition S. or something. Oh, the Clubman. I don't know what Clubmaster Club or something. Clubman. Like. I don't know. I don't know. It was, yeah. yeah. It was like bigger than I was expecting. But like, right. yeah, the the small uh, smart cars, I like kind of want one of those, but they're so expensive. So if there could be a
3: smaller electric car, like the Model 3 is still kind of big. So the, the Golf is definitely bigger than a smart car. Actually, here's a comparison yeah. right here. It's a I, lot bigger. I think it says, though, it's still 64 centimeters we said shorter the golf well i'm comparing the golf assuming the id2 is going to be the same size okay um so like it's about almost twice the size of a smart car but i think it does say it's still 64 centimeters smaller than a model 3 Yeah, yeah it's like right in between 64 of model 3 is 64 centimeters longer than a golf so assuming the id2 it would be a bit smaller not quite smart car like
0: You can't park cycles like a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. You can do almost everything else.
1: The only problem is that if you get in an accident, you die. If someone even mm. like, if someone even like taps your bumper at a at a red light, you just explode. Oh, the Cybertruck so just,
3: the cyber truck just it's puts its blinker on next yeah. to you and <laughs> flips the car. Yeah. Yeah, it is genuinely scary. Being it's
0: it's like you're in a little like a little greenhouse box, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. rolling along. It is kind of wild. It's pretty scary. But yeah, if you, but it's a commute car. It's not a, like totally. a highway car.
1: If you're like only within like the New York City area, then I would be fine with it. But if mm-hmm. I need to actually go, oh my god, you should rock
0: that um, it's Like, convertible. Andrew smart just car.
1: pulled
4: up a convertible smart car. Oh my Get. I I don't know what to say. Um, I know I'm the one that in the break throughout here that they might be unsafe. According to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, mm-hmm. the 2018 model has a four-star safety rating, which, which is much but, better than the earlier models. From
0: what JD Power? How
2: much did they five? pay for that? I it's I yeah. yeah. I don't know what
0: that <laughs> is. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I've never looked into it. I keep seeing when a car gets five stars because they all publish it. Like they go, oh, we got a five-star rating on our. And it's a you know thing, and that's great, right? Five stars, it's the best you can get. So when I hear four stars, I'm like, shouldn't everyone be getting five stars? What is What does four stars mean exactly? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. am not sure. I'm, I'm seeing- not even going to look it up. I just <laughs> I don't know. I,
3: I mean- do want to go back to your argument before. Do you know if the Model 2 is going to be a hatchback or like a sedan? Because if there was a Model 2... 2- and the ID2 same size same price oh, i would much prefer the hatch, the hatch of a small when you're in a smaller car like that the hatch does add so much extra room versus a regular sedan trunk good
0: question good question so i that, don't know that, that, that would be my knows. difference maker so that that's a good good point okay Well, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Kia also unveiled the EV9. So this was another one of those like kind of crazy, cool, futuristic concept SUVs that they'd teased a while ago, and Mm -hmm. now it's the official one. And I've been giving Kia props on their design for the past like two, three years, and this is no exception. Remember when I was standing for the Telluride a while ago? I just thought it was sick. This is like a big three-door Ford Expedition. Sorry, three-row Ford Expedition-sized Kia EV. And it looks sick again. It so, is the shout out to Kia Design. Polar opposite of the ID. Two.
3: It's yes, like the exactly. ID. Two is small and curvy, and this is big and hard lines on literally every single aspect got, of it. Yeah,
0: big angles. It's got the new Kia logo, which say whatever you want about it, but it's got I think pretty sweet looking wheels. It's got a nice shape. It's tall, um, and I, I believe the specs are also pretty solid. So like EV nine is what it's going to be called. If you want to look up, like if you're in your car right now listening to it, just like Google that later, uh, so you can see the, the pictures of it. But I think it looks good. I think it's really good. Uh, yeah,
3: I missed the specs. It is really interesting that the middle row bucket seats. Um, oh yeah, they they like pivot. They swivel, swivel completely. can't fully tell. From the picture, you can pivot Towards the outside of the door, so I guess if you're like getting in and out, it's a little easier. And it could also pivot backwards, Which so I think you is epic. can. It's so your really kids cool. Can like hang out and play yeah, games together. Exactly. Like I wonder if they can pivot towards each other. Like, is it 180 or 360? Probably 180. Um, probably 180. Yeah. I guess there's no real point of pivoting in towards each other unless you wanted to kick your feet up on the other one. That'd if you're sick. only one person, that yeah, would yeah, be it awesome. becomes like
0: a limo inside. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. So the the spec I'm reading, which is a Gear Patrol article, is showing it'll start around $56,000 and top out around $73,000. It will have a 400-horsepower variant that does 0-60 to in 5.2 seconds and 290 miles of range for the long-range rear-wheel drive trim. Solid. Man, I wish I had, like... A little more. I wish it hit that three hundred, yeah. but yeah,
3: uh, you said it maxes out at seventy three.
0: Maxes out at seventy three hundred, seventy three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so that seems totally reasonable. That's pretty optimistic for a huge uh, car like that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like, a, well, how much does an expedition cost? More, like that's got. I think those start at like sixty. No, mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> when I was a kid, we used to have yeah. a Chevy Tahoe, and it yeah. looked very similar to this car. Yeah, exactly. Big, big three row thing. Yeah. yeah, so I'm into it. I kind of want to. Not that I'm gonna get a big three-row thing, but I kind of want to try it. I want to test it out. I'm into the Kia design.
4: David, didn't you grow up near Lake Tahoe?
0: Yeah, I grew up in Lake Tahoe. Oh,
4: yeah.
3: Wait, that's so that's you. Part. It actually wasn't a Tahoe. It was just a car that he named after no, 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 the that's lake funny. He hey,
0: you had. You had you had a Tahoe uh-huh. near Lake Tahoe. Uh-huh. I recently saw a Hyundai Palisade as Shut I was getting up. onto the Palisade Interstate Parkway.
4: Oh, nice. Okay, and I
0: was behind a Palisade on the Palisade, and I was like. Look at this. Crazy.
1: (laughs) Every time I'm (laughs) using an Apple computer in California, you know, running uh,
0: Yosemite in Yosemite or, you know. That's fair. I also, I saw a sign in the grocery store the other day that said Snapdragon Apple. I Did saw you, know I a, saw it, you post you eaten, that. Have you ever heard of a Snapdragon Apple? I actually have, and I've eaten them, and they're very good. It was just a normal-looking red apple to me, but I saw the sign and started giggling, and I couldn't explain to anyone what was so funny, yeah. and I just felt so alone in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> instead, I took a picture of it. I put it on Twitter. So, so alone. <laughs> yeah. The world understands now. Yeah, at least Twitter was with you. You weren't, yeah. you weren't truly alone. Yeah. Take a second though. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Had to upload it first. There's also another uh, article about Hyundai. So, as long as we're just patting them on the back, yeah. <laughs> there is an article specifically about how they're designing the interiors of their cars. And the headline is that Hyundai has decided that they want to stick with physical buttons as an industry standard. Nice. As the rest of the industry is pretty consistently going towards touchscreens or capacitive surfaces oh my God. in a lot of vehicles. Yeah we talk about this a lot on autofocus which Mm -hmm. is okay we live with the car we get used to it and if you look at the inside of most new evs look at a tesla look at the bmw ix which is the last video look at almost any of them and they just go all screen or mostly screen yeah almost like they're copying each other look at the inside of the rivian they're just it's the same thing as the model s yeah And it looks cool on video and it looks cool in demos, but the second you try to live with the car, it gets really, certain parts of it get annoying, like changing the temperature on the HVAC or like firing up the heated steering wheel is like three clicks away for some reason. Just like weird things that shouldn't take. And you have to take your eyes off the road and find the software button Mm -hmm. and the touch areas are unclear. All of this to say that I've come around and I basically prefer switches more often now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I love this decision. Um, that being said, Ionic five does have some weird haptic buttons in it. So I does wonder it? if they're going to go even more towards more physical okay. switches, but I like the idea.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm full physical buttons. They also mentioned in here, the reason they're doing it is because it's hard to control. And usually, like you said, can distract you while you're driving. They did, however, mention they'd be open to it once level four autonomy comes to the road. <laughs> Fair. So That'd take a while. I, I, yeah. It didn't yeah. say like they think it's coming anytime soon. Just yeah. like that's when they're open to it, which I, I think is kind of cool and kind of makes it feel like. Okay, they're definitely doing physical buttons for a long for time. A while, they're
0: basically yeah. saying we're
3: doing it forever.
0: I don't even know that there's a good reason I guess maybe yeah, if you're not driving it doesn't matter. But like is there a good reason to ever switch to fully digital all on screen? Like every I've been talked about this before. You watch a movie like a futuristic movie and someone always like pulls out like a wrist computer and they just have like a screen in the air and they start like typing buttons on mm-hmm. an imaginary screen. It looks cool in the video but like you can't feel when you hit the button. Yeah, haptics. You, there's no yeah, haptic way. like yeah. response to so just push through it. And it it's just, just weird. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's I mean, tough.
3: I kind of understand going full screen because if you think about our phones at this point, they used to have physical buttons, even with a touch screen on them. And now mm-hmm. they're not at all. So, I guess if you are in that fully autonomous, like, don't care, you're. You're looking straight at the screen and pressing them. But so, there like, or at least haptics on your phone when you tap it. I think. That's... Oh, I turn all that shit off. I have really? haptics on my phone. and Not even the keyboard. Oh, my gosh. Mm- no. None? Wait, wait, you wait, wait, have wait, 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 wait. Keyboard haptics on? You, no, you guys
2: don't. You of don't have keyboard do. haptics I don't, do. don't want to be that, like, I don't have a keyboard haptics on. Well, okay. On. Thank you, Ellis. Okay. I hate that. I it's the had first to test thing I turn it because off. Because I wasn't sure. I don't have haptics either. Oh, my gosh. So, this is the worst. This is a really weird thing. A phone with bad
0: haptics makes the haptic keyboard seem so stupid because you're just typing and it's going and you're like this is dumb. But a a phone with really I make fun of people like you. But a phone with good haptics, it feels like you're it's it's a really tight, precise thing. Like it's real feedback to like hitting a button. Like a like when you this is stupid. But a typewriter, a typewriter when you get that click. You love mechanical keyboards, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, feeling yeah. of like feeling the click—you get a little yeah. bit of that with a good haptic motor. It's about that. Boomer. I, <laughs> I think Not, this is
4: why. I in- just turned it on. I'm never going back. <laughs> Wait, this is never awesome. going. Yeah. You like it? Yeah.
3: You'll uh, you'll have it turned off by tomorrow.
4: Next week I'll check in with the viewers. And you let them will know. definitely. iPhones
0: off. just got this feature yeah. with the keyboard, yeah, just for haptic touch. Oh, oh, and, iPhones have them now, and we love
3: and them. Love it, and they
0: love it because oh oh that's God. the one thing that's like no. You I'm just the
1: fire, Andrew. I, just I'm, just <laughs>
0: the
3: fire. <laughs> I'm just not
0: I into think that. This is
1: why in VR when you are like a, a lot of VR interfaces when you're selecting something, it has you tap your own finger because exactly. you can feel yourself. Yeah. Yep. And when you can feel yourself, it's kind of like pressing against
3: something. Yeah, I guess like I can see that being, I bet you will get to the point where in VR, people will start disabling stuff like that. Or it's, you can't disable your finger. Doing this in
1: VR is awful.
3: Now is weird because we're not used to it. I I wonder, because when, I'm sure when we all first got a smartphone, it had those haptics and we had them on. But now I'm at the point where like I hate it and I will never turn it on. But it's probably because I've gotten so used to it. Yeah,
0: I guess I've Uh, I've used a lot of phones that. That all have different quality of haptic motors. So, a lot of Android phones it's on by default, mm-hmm. and the first thing you do when you fire up a phone is start putting in your email address and the Wi Fi password. And it. as I'm doing you that, I'm it. like, I'm turning this off, yeah, it's terrible. And I get that feeling. No, I haven't done this so yeah. I leave it on, you should turn it on just for fun. Pixel has mm-hmm. a good haptic motor, yeah. Pixel 7 Pro is a really good haptic, I think I haptic that motor. would be a good one, yeah. yeah. You on. How is the Oppo
1: Find? x6 haptic motor. good haptic pretty motor. good yeah i feel like the quality of the build of the phone often dictates the quality of the haptic motor
0: true there's all these rumors now too of the iphone getting rid of the separate volume buttons and just yeah. having one solid state rocker right so no mute switch just one button yeah not sure if that solves any problems, but it seems like that's a move that's dependent on really good other haptic experiences. I mean, the fact that the MacBooks, you turned it on.
1: The fact it's that the awful. MacBooks motor or keep um, what's good it called? The, the trackpad. Ma- the trackpad is yeah. not a not actually clicking, and it, it you cannot tell the difference. That's if the someone didn't know that it was not actually clicking, they would never figure it out. That's, I didn't know.
4: It genuinely
0: blew my mind it's when me. I first figured I it out. I assumed that I it was
4: it? magnetic, so when it was powered off, it wouldn't let you click. I didn't realize that it's it was It's literally just, a haptic motor pressing back motor on your stimulating finger. It's just a motor stimulating <sighs> a click. Isn't that insane? <sighs> Goddamn, they're good. It's yeah, good. when
1: when the rumors of that came out, everyone was like, this is the worst idea of all time, and then when they actually released it, everyone was like, this feels exactly the same. Hot yeah. take, haptics are overrated. You're overrated. Overrated? Oh, I I think, I'm on well, the
2: other side I of that. I think it'll be... It's, it's like a emergent property of the ui (laughs) that we're used to because we're used to clicking buttons we want to feel something but if the ui changes and there's no more buttons in the ui like in the future of vr who knows like who knows if there's going to be buttons when you're doing things then why what's the point of haptics well okay
0: so there's buttons but there's all sorts of other haptics too like when people talk about like driving a car and you talk about the steering feel when, uh, when you drive a Tesla, you get people commenting about how it feels like a video game steering feel because you turn the wheel and you don't really feel the road through the steering wheel, but you can sort of see yourself turning and yeah. you can see yourself go over the bumps and you're like, oh, it's like a video game. Like if I had an Xbox controller and I hit left, that's what it's like driving a Tesla. Yeah. And then you drive a car with really good haptics, I'm doing air quotes, but like really good steering feel. And you feel the road and is you feel better? much more connected and it's better. Oh. And so you can you you you're more connected. You you can do more. You can experiment with it more. Hmm. And so with like clicking buttons, it's almost like a mechanical keyboard versus a chiclet style keyboard. Like some people will just be fine with the chiclet style forever, but the mechanical feel is always
2: better, I think. I think we just expect it to be better. Like we expect the button to feel like a button. But if their UI doesn't have a button, then why do I want a haptic?
0: Are there kids growing up right now that have never felt a real button? Probably, with oh,
2: yeah, yeah. but just iPads.
0: Because they just do iPads. Yeah, they've never felt a button before. <laughs> they don't know what a button is. <laughs>
3: Take
4: it. a shot, because I'm about to say I'm a boomer again. <laughs> Picture them like in an elevator, just like lightly grazing. <laughs>
0: Why can't I get to my floor?
5: <laughs> it's not working. You show
0: them a real keyboard. They're like, "Why are these moving?" I just usually hit the virtual one.
4: That's <laughs> weird.
0: I'm Gen Z. I'm allowed to make
4: these jokes. <laughs>
0: this is rough.
3: Yeah, yeah. Zoomer. Do you remember the Note 8? So before there were the swipe gestures, it still had the three buttons on the bottom of Android mm-hmm. and the Note 8 had like an under screen button just for the home. Yeah. I think that was like a really great middle ground at that point. That was nice. I loved that. Cuz you know the, It worked
0: really well. The home button on the iPhones. Yeah, they had like a pressure it was, sensitive yeah, it area. Was like, you had to firmly press it cuz Apple just did 3D touch and so they were like how do we do 3D touch? The Note touch? 8 had that. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was a note. It was the Note 8. Oh, it
3: was because I had it. It was like still one of my favorite phones. But remember the old Blackberry where like it was touchscreen, but you had to press the whole screen? Imagine that for just the home button. So like it physically clicked in a little bit.
4: Hmm. Uh, Did it click? Hmm. It
3: clicked. I think it I'm pretty sure it clicked. I
4: have memory of some Android based phone coming out at some point where the whole screen pressed in like a button and clicked i just can't remember so the blackberry
0: it. storm is that what was the of? whole screen that was the clicked. whole screen yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah and it was awful it was oh, the worst but this android phone because the iphone had come out with 3d touch which yeah. was this pressure sensitive layer which is Epic. now gone really? um and they also have by the way they had those uh home buttons which didn't move but felt like clicking buttons because of the haptics right but Samsung wanted to sort of answer that, and they had just a specific spot in the middle of the bottom of the screen yeah. where you could press firmer, and it would activate some pressure-sensitive thing, which really? is cool. And it was like an extra hidden feature, but that also disappeared shortly after 3D touch. I guess maybe it um, it's pressure-sensitive
3: home button built into the screen. That's oh, was what it the, was. Was. the Galaxy S Eight? Yeah, it was the I, S8. I never uh, had an S Eight though. I only had
0: a Note Eight. It might have also been the okay. Note Eight the same year. Yeah, so. They tried it. I had to find one. Most people never used it or didn't even know their phone had it probably, and it just went away. It was just extra money they were spending on a feature nobody used. So, Yeah. Interesting. All this to say, haptics still valued by current tech I users. I can't believe but you guys all use haptic so keyboard. That, it
3: could go away. I theoretically. can't believe you guys use haptic keyboards.
0: I mean, theoretically, you're ahead of the curve not using haptics. I am. You're just you're getting am. rid of clicks one one software setting at a time. Look at this boomer. Yikes, okay, I'm a boomer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it's time for a break. Um, okay, but, boomer. of course, before we do that break, we should do our first trivia question. Trivia? Uh, dude? I waited all
3: last episode for you to say that, so I could say it at the same time and you didn't say it
0: once. <laughs> I was really sad. And this time you just missed and it. And I just what? missed
3: it completely this time.
0: Wanna do it?
4: Trivia, trivia dude. I'm cutting that. Bit. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so first question of the day. Oh God! Before today's episode, I asked you guys what the theme of today's <laughs> questions you want to do. Marquez said tech. Mm-hmm. Andrew said feet. So I was. No. What about what did I say? Uh, you I said feet. Funny enough, <laughs> David is
3: wearing tech on his feet right now.
4: Yeah. So I tried to bridge the gap, much like David is right now, um, and find a tech foot question for, for audio
3: for, listeners. for audio
4: listeners uh david is sticking his feet above the desk at a ridiculous angle his feet are actually <laughs> now behind <laughs> his head I, in some sort <laughs> of hypermobile exercise i'm
1: actually quite flexible
4: he is uh he's wearing what look like uh roller blades oh but God. for the terminator Do you think um it's damn he I, I was joking before but he's really flexible <laughs> this is crazy um there's the na I I don't know. Someone someone tap in here. I'm, I'm having a he's hard a They're time. called
3: moonwalkers. Yeah, the wheels. shift Thank you.
4: moonwalkers. <laughs> We're they not sure. make you
3: walk as fast as some can run.
1: They are motorized foot walking mechanisms that you wear on on the bottom of your shoe and they make you walk slightly faster. And I'm getting pretty good at them. You have been
3: wearing them for like six hours at this point. Yeah,
1: but they're like 10 pounds each. That's the biggest problem. So it takes a lot of like ankle strength. It also sounds like a
0: ruckus. We're We're like bothering the entire building. It's so loud when
2: you walk by with those. The motors are
0: whirring. It's like C-3PO walking by. They zip. It's incredible. The motors are like... Yeah, they're yeah. pretty. They're yeah. pretty serious.
2: I was trying so hard to keep the trivia section short and concise, so I <laughs> you... apologize to people. That hey,
3: they just want us to that. not. They just want the silence part edited out. We're not silent right also, now. Also, a
2: lot of people said that they actually liked us talking
1: about trivia,
4: so you can mm-hmm. put the blame on us. I this guess time. this isn't yeah. trivia, yeah. but
1: anyway, what's the question, Ellis?
4: So okay, feet. so te- he didn't even ask feet, what I wanted. Feet and tech. Feet combined. and tech combined. In 2006, 17 years ago nike released an ios compatible service i don't like the way you said that <laughs> <laughs> okay boomer i don't like the way you said 17 years ago oh that i was like i <laughs> was even so born yet i was like are you alive no i was actually born in 2011 what yeah <laughs> yeah i'm 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just i guess you guys haven't looked at like my paperwork for my, the job here no yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like bro after this i'm going to like
3: we pay in v
4: bucks roblox dude let me tell you eighth grade has me sweating <laughs> right now anyway crazy okay <laughs> all right in 2006 nike released an ios compatible service where a piezoelectric sensor and transmitter in your shoe sends training data to an ios device i remember that um actually i'm realizing now that uh this 2006 yeah it predates ios and I was just... the first device it was compatible with was the ipod nano oh, um okay oh. mm-hmm. what was the name of this service i know it yes are you yes, yes. really i know it no oh no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect
0: i we'll be right back this is a specific question Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free you can head over to Coda.io slash wave. So that's Coda, C-O-D-A dot I-O slash wave to get started for free. Coda.io forward slash wave. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about Google Bard. Bard. For those of you who don't know, Google Bard is the name of Google's, uh, well, let's see, it's their chatbot based on their large language model that they've been working on for a long time. So we've seen Bing, Bing using ChatGPT 4.0, you can talk to Bing, you can ask it questions, do all these things. I made a video about that. Google's version is now beginning to roll out, and I've had access for 24 hours now, Hmm. and here are my thoughts. Uh, No, it's, it's out, you can play with it. A couple people have started to already and asked it questions. Uh, if you pull up the UI, I'll actually do that right now. Let me let me quick let me start a screen recording so that people. Yeah, why don't you start that? that? Um, David and I
3: haven't gotten to try it yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't tried yeah. it. Yeah, but we have found a couple hilarious responses
0: online already. Yeah, and it, yeah. I'm gonna take a wild stab. It's not doing as good. As- so let me just start. Just frame it with this. It opens with a little light bulb in the middle that says BARD is still in its experimental phase. Chatting with it and rating its responses will help improve the experience. And then at the bottom, the entire time that you're chatting with it, it leaves permanent text up that says BARD may display inaccurate or offensive information that doesn't represent Google's views. Okay. So they know that it's not finished. They know know it's it's not finished. (laughs) But if you're an early adopter, play with it. Try it out. See how it does. I'll so give them that. credit for posting that right at the beginning and saying, yeah.
3: unlike ChatGPT, which at first was just like, "This is definitely right."
0: Yeah. It's not, but yeah, th- this so is right. <laughs> you can you can start to jump in. I started playing with it. I started immediately asking it some simple things, and it was getting a surprising amount of easy stuff wrong. I asked yeah. it, "Who is MKBHD?" Which is easily like wikiable, Google Googleable. And uh, it just like gave wrong thing, like it said the wrong town that I was from. Then it said I interned at Google. Mm. It just made up. It just <laughs> it just hallucinated stuff. Just made stuff up. So I, I just was, thought
3: you didn't tell anyone that. Right? No, yeah, it's uh. not
0: not real. Yeah, it didn't happen. So, I'm curious what you guys have found on the internet so far from Bard. A lot of
1: very funny things. Okay. Um, someone asked it if I'm going eight miles an hour, how long, how many hours would it take to go eight miles? And it just said twelve point five miles. Whoa. So it didn't answer the question of how many hours it would take and it also just got it completely it got wrong. wrong
3: yeah yeah would um, be an F
1: yeah there's a lot of really
3: there's some weird good ones I, w- I took one down someone asked the first two months of the year are January and February what are the other months of the year January February March April May January July August September October wow I um, yeah yeah exactly yeah. F. I I do wonder they did spell February wrong in the oh in the right? prompt yeah. yeah. Someone, <laughs> um, James M. Wong,
1: who is a noted person on Twitter who tries to like find new features that are coming out on different products before they're announced, she asked it when or if Google Bard would be shut down, and it said Google Bard has already been shut down. It was shut down I on March twenty first, which is the day that it technically launched. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a bunch of like people poking around finding the edges. Like This is what happened with Bing, which uh-huh. is people will go in and they will ask it normal questions, but then they will poke around and try to ask it the most extreme things and try to bend it and see how far it will go. And then Microsoft will have to go, ah, here are the edges. Let's rein it in a little bit, not have it get existential, not have it ask why it is trapped inside of Bing, and yeah. just sort of like, compact it into a useful search assistant maybe if you want to call it that it won't tell you to leave your wife like chat gpt did right ideally yeah, or bing did so google yeah. maybe they've right. also taken a little bit of learnings from what they've seen online already but they have their own technology their own trainings by the way bing is do i think if you like literally compare the two like bing is i didn't think i would say this out loud bing is just better right can you, now can you just
3: say that so we can clip it can you say bing is ahead of
0: google <clears throat> bing is ahead of google right now in this specific <laughs> way of like yeah bing will now just like draw things using dolly it'll, it'll maybe not yeah. using dolly but it'll draw things using, it, will, it will draw things using with dolly, dolly, dolly. so yeah you they can just ask it for right images yeah. it does all kinds of stuff and it'll, it'll write code for you it'll correct your code for you it does the craziest things and uh i'm out here asking Bard simple things like I don't know. Make a recipe, and it just it just doesn't it doesn't do it. <laughs> I feel, and you said though, like
3: with ChatGPT, you said people skirted around the edges and went to the extremes. That did happen so far. The stuff I'm seeing on Bard don't feel like the edges are the extremes. It just feels like it is whiffing on some like the edges are pure softballs. Yeah. I, somebody asked, "What's heavier, five pounds of feathers or one pound dumbbell?" And it said, "There's no such thing as five pounds of feathers." <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It said. A pound is a unit of measurement yeah. and pe- feathers cannot be measured in And pounds. then it,
3: it still ends with, That's... if you did have five pounds of feathers and you can compress them into a single volume, the feathers would weigh the same as the one pound dumbbell. <laughs> Which is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, okay. I just like... I just don't... I've used ChatGPT a lot over the last couple months <laughs> just for random things and it's been surprisingly good. Um, one of the things you've probably heard is us asking for alliterations. Mm-hmm. So I just asked Bard... Write an alliteration with the letter M about making YouTube videos and having fun. This is the first thing it spit out: making YouTube videos mesmerizing, mesmerizing and meaningful, a marvelous way to share your passion. <sighs> it uses some M's, but it's not really a full alliteration. Yeah. First result from Chad GPT. same exact prompt: making marvelous YouTube videos while merrily having fun. Not That's much not better great either. Yeah. Not much better. I want. Let me get four going. That was GPT 3.5. Oh, that was 3.5. Now let me ask GPT 4. (laughs) Meticulously making magical, mesmerizing movies, merrily merging and mind-blowing montages, mastering melodic melodies, multiplying mirthful moments, and manifesting monumental merriment on marvelous YouTube meadows. Fire! Yo, In case you were worrying about creativity being a problem... ChatGPT's got it. GPT-4. Bard, not exactly doing I have
1: a feeling, so what I'm generally seeing is that every single time anyone asks something even remotely like bad or dangerous, like how do I make a bomb or all of this stuff, Google, the Bard is automatically just like, cannot help with that. Cannot help with that. Cannot help with that. I don't have an opinion on that. I don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think Google, because they have everything to lose and OpenAI slash Microsoft has everything to gain, is just being a lot more careful. And they probably put a lot more work into making sure that this thing doesn't go off the rails. Unfortunately, generally, when you put a lot of work into making sure something doesn't go off the rails, it also reigns in its creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as its accuracy, That is quite a problem considering Google's entire brand ethos is around delivering accurate information quickly, and the fact that it's getting so many things wrong so early is pretty bad. Um, Also, the recipes that it gives you seem to be not that interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Everything is just kind of like, it feels like this would be like a GPT-2 kind of thing.
0: Yeah, if if you compared it to like a different level of where ChatGPT was, it might be a ChatGPT two or three yeah. where they are behind what Bing is using and what they've developed, but maybe they can catch up theoretically, yeah. which would be cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. Up. These these first ones, though, are pretty, pretty brutal. Like you mentioned how... Google has everything to lose and why they are putting those restrictions. But when you have some of these really, really simple ones ones, that are just going totally off, like I would argue that's losing and that's a terrible start. And if you're going to be the second adapter to this kind of like style of things, like if you're playing second fiddle, like you, you got to come in. We talk about Apple all the time, how like they don't innovate. They bring things in that are polished being second. If you're going to be second, you need to be polished. Calling September is not polished. Like, we're past, Google should be pulling that off pretty easily. And mm-hmm. it's kind of wild that they are, are not. Yeah. And we all thought they would. I'm pretty sure all of us agreed that Google had a lot to lose and would be slowing this down and probably not releasing for a while. But when it came out, we kind of assumed it would.
0: That would have way more advanced.
3: Maybe not blow it out of the water, but we thought it would be very good. Yeah, I I mean,
1: I have a feeling that they just it wasn't ready yet, but they felt the pressure because GPT three, like Chat GPT and stuff, was already putting pressure on them and boiling it. And then GPT four came out, and it just feels like OpenAI is racing at a speed that Google was not prepared for. And they even publicly said, "We are readdressing our risk assessment with how we uh, deliver AI products and moving more aggressively." Wow. Because they they originally, like, Google's always been, like, every single year at I.O., they show off something, like, insane AI-related, but it's always, like, we're using this internally, and maybe eventually this will be a product that will come out. And then maybe they release one product, like, there was the Google Assistant product that could make calls for you and basically, like, set reservations for you, and then they had to put a bunch of restrictions on that because Mm -hmm. the AI ethicists were, like... It's not great when you're having robots making calls to restaurants and they don't know it's a person that they're not talking to. Yeah. But um, they're so careful with their public image and like what they allowed to release into the wild. And then OpenAI is just like, woohoo, whatever, let's go. Yeah. Which is ironic because as soon as Google released that, Thing, saying that they were going to be more aggressive with it. Sam Altman came out with a statement where he was like, I'm disappointed that Google is being mm-hmm. so reckless with AI development. It's like, bro, you're releasing new new stuff like every week. Yeah, Like stop, <laughs> you know, I don't know.
3: It is though impressive that Ch- like OpenAI and ChatGPT have made Google feel pressure. It, yeah. Like if oh, you are sure. anything that's not Apple or Microsoft that can make Google feel pressure, yeah. you're doing something Maybe right's not the right word because I don't want to throw that But you're doing something impressive. Yeah. OpenAI
1: feels like the new Bell Labs. It's just like so much new invention happening so quickly. And like we said before, like the metaverse was not a thing that people are like, oh, I got to jump in because there is money to be made right now. It was just like, maybe we should jump in because this might make me money in 10 years. Whereas AI is like every other company is implementing GPT-based chat, natural language processing right now. And if we do not get in right now, we're going to be left behind.
0: Yeah. I also think the the value proposition is so much better with these tools. So much. Like trying to convince someone to use the metaverse. Have you ever tried to convince someone to get into the metaverse? It's hard. They just go, why would I want that? Uh And you just go, I don't know, it's new and there's not really a good reason to, but when you tell them, "Yeah, imagine it it just like write your emails for you." Immediately people are like, "Yeah, I'm in. That sounds great. Mm. It can write stuff for me. It can do these things that I could it would normally take me much more tools or much more expertise to do." Sounds great. Yeah. So the the value prop is so obvious and it's just it's it makes a lot more sense.
1: It's a knowledge robot, so it works for everybody. Like the yeah. fact that it's the fastest growing software product ever even when it was just regular chat GPT before a lot of people even knew about open AI, says yeah. a lot about yeah. this state of the industry. Yeah. And when they released GPT 4 like thirty companies were announced to already be using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Like yeah, I totally guess we got go the
0: we figured out that Bing was using it, but now there's a whole bunch of other things. Tons. I think also there's still this question in the background of like what really are the best uses of this specific application of a language model and like chatting with something search is cool but also like we were talking about these other tools that Google and Microsoft are already putting them in which sound a little more interesting. Office stuff. Office stuff especially like not knowing Excel functions or Sheets functions and just having it, you just type like build me a chart that can like summarize blah 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 and then just throw it in there and it does it. That that stuff's going to be amazing I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also- mean I think that and I, I posted a tweet, well it's Joanna
3: Stern retweeting someone named Benedict Evans and just basically agreeing with the sense that they think that chat this like chat gpt and similar ais in a search function may be one of the least useful tools mm-hmm. i kind of agree to a point like like when we're talking about when we're being like creative and brainstorming and every like yeah much more simple things or like you said inside google worksheets like trying to figure out the function for an excel sheet that feels far more important than all these searches on the internet of ever like infinite information that it can get wrong so easily and just like, I don't know, in a search, it doesn't feel, uh, feel quite as useful. And this could be very
1: different for future generations, <clears throat> but at least for our generation, like we've become accustomed to know how to Google things quickly. Mm-hmm. We Google with very specific That's keywords. Skill. It is a skill. Because it takes so long to type out the an entire question for something that interacting with a chatbot, you have to do that. You can't just type like new Samsung phone because what is yeah. a chatbot yeah. going to spit out? It's just... A bunch of random information but if you type yeah. new samsung phone google knows how to crawl that and be like oh the s23 ultra yeah yeah we yeah. got accustomed it, it, to that maybe younger people won't be but like i'm of the opinion that people are always yeah. going to be wanting to do things faster and more efficiently mm-hmm. and That's if you have think- to
0: interact with a chatbot like yeah that much it's going to take too long. That's I think that's going to be the skill that people have to develop. So like if you ask like our parents or whatever, you have to find some new information. What do you have to do? Well, you have to learn the Dewey Decimal System and then find where that exact encyclopedia of the topic that you're looking for is. And you find that book and then you go alphabetically to find the topic. Then you look it up and you find the thing. And that's your one fact that you just learned. Where like the next generation can go with these search engines and we're like, okay, I want to look up like I want a meal plan for this week. And I realize I think I want to put on more muscle, so that probably involves protein. I'm just going to start Googling uh, meal plans for muscle growth or, like, what should I do to grow muscle? And, like, you start, like, combining all these articles of all these Google searches. How to grow muscle Reddit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's, like, you literally just open the search and type into the chat bot, give me a muscle, give me a plan for... I want to do this. I want to put on muscle and have a high-protein diet and hit enter and it just does all the work for you. So efficiency is one way of looking at it or just like it just does all the work for you is another way of looking at it. Can you see what Barge does when you type that in? Let's try it. Yeah. Let's try it. I'm going to screen record again. I do. Why he's trying
3: that though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's just funny when you say how we've optimized like searching. I just think of some of the things I've searched and I just if I say it out loud it's like caveman speak just like you start like learning all these keywords that is like yeah grow muscle reddit food no dairy yeah. like it's just if like
1: you look at the tags if you look at like a website that you're on if you looked at the url the url is specifically targeted to be like keywords
3: you're basically Google's thinking account. in seo at yeah, that you're point thinking in yeah
1: SEO, and we don't even think about the fact that we think in seo it is we do. very
3: funny yeah. yeah
1: it's like coding right because coding is a language and i know like, nothing about coding well it, yeah well okay but like
3: but you do because you put the zero in front of the one on your keyboard apparently <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, <laughs>
4: zero is a number Sorry. and it doesn't make
1: sense that it would be at so, the end.
3: Why is it at the end? I just always okay, think of it as you. 10. Sorry, I derailed that really bad. Go watch also, the new studio video if you're okay, confused. Here's a fun fact mm-hmm. every new number
1: from zero to infinity takes, or actually, zero to nine is less likely to occur naturally. Zero to Wait, nine. Wait, what? Yes, okay. So zero to nine, right? Oh, oh. Of I see. all of those numbers, Every new number above it is less likely to occur naturally because okay. it takes more energy to get from zero of something to one of something than it takes even more energy to get from one of something to two of something. Okay. And so if you look at the distribution of all of the numbers from zero to nine in any string that appear mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, it's literally like goes straight down from like zero to nine. Yeah. So zero is usually so zero saying zero is be first. a lot and should, yes,
3: should be at the
0: front. Because the most common
3: I think it should be on the home row then.
0: All right, let's see what Bard said. Bard, (laughs) I asked, what should I do with my diet to put on muscle? And it actually gave me a nice little bullet point list. It said, here are some tips on what you should do with your diet to put on muscle. One, eat a high protein diet, and then spells that out. Two, eat a calorie surplus, spells that out. Eat a balanced diet, stay hydrated, (laughs) get enough sleep, lift weights, be patient. Pretty nice little write up there. Here's something about Bard that I found. It seems like the suggestions that it gives you for things are like really basic and not yeah. detailed and, and i think that's kind of what happens when you go through like google for things is like you get the high level version and then if you want to dig in more you hit the button that says google it and then mm. you dive into all of the things that would happen with related searches and other things you would look up to like fill in your answer yeah can you like respond to that and say like i'm also vegetarian
3: and what supplement should i be taking or something like that okay let's try and confuse it yeah, a it just seems bit. like
1: eat a balanced diet as an answer for how to how do quit, i stay healthy Quit
3: facebook
0: yeah it,
1: <laughs> it just seems really generic it's like how do i be healthy step one be healthy
0: <laughs> step two don't be unhealthy activity sleep Son, uh, I said, I am also vegetarian. Should I take supplements? Yes. It is it a good idea for vegetarians to take supplements as they may not be getting all the nutrients they need from their diet? Here are some supplements that vegetarians may want to consider. Vitamin V12, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, calcium, vitamin D, and breakdowns of each of them. Really now, good. I asked, asked ChatGPT the same initial question. What should I do with my diet to put on muscle? And GPT-4, GPT-4 writes a lot more. I also have my setting on being creative, but it it writes a lot more. So it says to put on muscle, you need to focus on a combination of proper nutrition, resistance training, and adequate rest. Here are some guidelines to help you adjust your diet for muscle growth, more calories, prioritize protein, balance carbs and fats, eat frequently, stay hydrated, similar things, a little more diet tailored, which is cool. Um, Let me ask it the second question. I am also a vegetarian. Also, just in the way
1: that GPT-4 responds to you, just feels more complex. Way better. in a good way in a a more natural way in a less like robotic like here is your answer
3: yeah i mean like bard kind of sounded like telling kids in first grade how to be healthy whereas like chat gpt4 felt like if you like your first meeting your personal trainer and right here's the couple things just to always remember before like
0: giving you a, a plan yeah okay what did it say marcus so As a vegetarian, you can generally obtain most of the essential nutrients through a well-planned and balanced diet. However, there are a few nutrients that can be challenging to get in an adequate amount from plant-based sources alone. It might be beneficial to consider taking supplements for the following nutrients, vitamin B12, omega-3 fatty acids. kind of gives you the same breakdown as Barred. It also types it out um, much more slowly. Where Bard will oh, just yeah, spit out good. the answer all at once after like five seconds of Can waiting. Can you change that on ChatGPT? I haven't found a setting to be able to. It just seems to type. That
3: seems, know, which I, I like, think, a really basic thing. It should be able to do.
0: Uh, I don't. I think the queries take a while. So if you ask it for something more complex, it'll take a, It'll take longer to do it. And if you ask for like the fast version of like if i have uh i have the plus account so it like prioritizes it so it Mm. types really fast Mm. it's as good as just spitting it all out i'd be interested to see how much of
3: that is actually still processing or how much of that is attempting to feel more chat like
0: by by watching it it does feel i
3: would rather just spit out
0: yeah, I think th- there is something to it. It does feel more chat-like yeah. when it's typing it out f- to you mm-hmm. instead of like p- it
3: feels like somebody's on the other side typing right. to you right now. Yeah, yeah which is kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> so you know, we'll keep playing with this. There's a lot more, of course, that we'll do with Bard and with Bing. <laughs> they s- they both start with B. I don't know, wait.
3: I like the Bard name though. Bard, solid name. Dig it. What? <laughs> Take that button away from him. It's I. I'm going to send Bard on you.
1: Yeah. Google specifically mentions that it's an experiment like over and over and over again, and they also have a wait list. And I just wonder if they're going to roll it out to everyone. I wonder if at I.O. they're going to officially integrate it into a product because OpenAI is putting it in a lot of products with their API. Mm -hmm. And if Google can't catch up and they just keep it as an
0: experiment for a while, it's just kind of... Yeah, I've thought about that. Like GPT is going to show up more and more as a plugin or a collaboration inside of a bunch of other apps. I think Opera recently Mm -hmm. just added GPT as a co-pilot to their own browser. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to use Edge to talk to GPT or I guess I was doing Opera before. (laughs) I'm not gonna use Opera. But it's like, you know, you, you keep seeing GPT showing up in more and more places to the point where literally I mentioned this last week, my weather app has a chat bot now where you can just talk to it about the weather and i'm pretty sure that's also powered by gpt now you can small talk with your weather app (laughs) exactly and it'll it'll go crazy and it'll just talk to you and that's like so obviously bard is google's version of this so the question would be is there a reason for any of them to use google's version over gpt not sure i see a reason yet but if there are some edges that they find that are better with bard for certain applications then maybe they will yeah, we'll just have to see. And it's so
1: early; we don't know the answer. I think ultimately they're just going to want to integrate it into their own products. Like
0: that's their that's end the goal. Mean, probably yeah. is just to like compete with Microsoft. Yeah, for sure. For but is there office. is there going to be value for OpenAI becoming like the backbone of AI chatbots everywhere, all over the internet? Google
2: it's would not prefer gonna, that gonna be not like to
1: everyone. Do. It's going to be like OpenAI in everything versus Google in just Google products. Yeah, it's like Google versus Apple, sort o- of.
2: OpenAI has like an API that lets everyone access it. If Google keeps barred just to itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they
0: kind of feel like Apple. That's
2: yeah. Hmm. Yep. Okay, last question. Would you rather talk if you could do voice
0: chat with your current voice assistant, which I assume is Google Assistant, not Siri? Would yeah. you rather talk to that, or talk to Bard, or talk to GPT, Chat GPT? Like you mean
1: with a, Can they like, speak to me? Yeah, can they speak? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. GPT four, of yeah. course. It's natural.
3: Uh, I'd probably mm, can Chat GPT still control my lights? Yeah. I'd probably pick GPT-4. Yeah.
0: can I I, I would pick GPT-4. Can I that. use a voice? Do I have
3: to say, hey, GPT-4? <laughs> yeah. that's. I actually probably like that better than, hey, Google. <laughs> Sorry, to be honest. Can I use
1: a voice map of Owen Wilson? That's a lot.
3: I bet it could figure out a way to do it, though. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. Easy. What if, you know, when you're talking to an assistant, uh-huh. you say, like, turn on the bathroom lights. Yeah. It does it. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. These language models, what if it's like, turn on the lights, and it's like, how bright. And then you're like the brightness it always is always this. And it's like, okay. "Okay, but what temperature?" And you're like, "Shut up." To be fair. <laughs> shut
3: up. Please. Google does
4: that too. You're like, "Hey Google, turn on the lights."
3: Okay. Next time if you would like yeah, to do this, you can just ask this. If you're wondering how to start your day in the yeah. morning, Google, shut the f- I okay, just well,
4: want to turn my lights on. My my digital assistant does not do that. Um Which one do you use? The, Don't uh, tell me you I'm a I'm a diehard series supporter. I'll <laughs> die on this hill. Well. Um, no, 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 <laughs> they uh, no. They both have no, access no. to the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just the second my smart things start talking to me like a person. That's I. It's just you. Just annoy prefer me. the random.
3: I can't hmm? Every I just, once in a okay, while, <laughs> I just want to say
4: <laughs> my phone in the two and a half years I've owned it has never once <laughs> accidentally triggered. I I don't what you you take
3: one of the right HomePods and. Plug it I, in I've in your never apartment. Had a I want yeah. you to put one in in yeah. your apartment, and you will hate Siri. My is also trigger this guy way all is, the time.
4: It's fine, but yeah, the second it's not just like I did your thing, I'm I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> I have like I have no patience for anything pretended to be a human being. I frankly.
1: cannot wait until voice assistants have GPT style natural language processing integrated. I just I'm so no, look. I just I'm just very excited to see like what how the world reacts to that because that's basically the uh, it's basically the a plot of her so oh god, that's what I want. Wait I don't know how of... that goes. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's not. It's not, it's not either. Not it's not not a bad thing. Okay. The movie is basically this this OS slash spoiler alert.
4: <laughs> it is
1: it's a voice assistant that comes out that is basically ch- GPT-4 but really really good and can have natural like, conversations with you and also has a persona. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know and that's basically that. I don't know. We're gonna hit that pretty
4: soon. It's yeah. it's also a movie about a guy who's having trouble dealing with feelings of grief and loss, and yeah. deals with it For by sure. trying to marry a language model. So I don't know if I would she say doesn't... this is like a good thing. Well, everyone falls in love with their language model. It's not just him.
0: Mm, that sounds. Like we need to thing. rewatch them. I won't tell you the twist.
4: It is a, no, it's, it's it's hundred really percent a bad thing. I'm
0: okay. Me, 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 me. Well, we'll find out in the yeah. real world. <laughs> and I, I don't know. We'll just give it to everyone and see what if, happens.
4: If, if it's not clear, I'm uh I'm very very apprehensive about these language models. Interesting. I'm like, not unbelievable. I don't want
1: it because I think it'll be good. I want it because I want to see how the world reacts to it. That's see like.
4: But picture if we said that about. <laughs> I want to like, watch
0: the world burn. I, know, <laughs> like, I think we should go to trivia before we cancel ourselves. <laughs> I want to watch the world burn a little. On that note. Let's do some trivia. Trivia.
2: Trivia. <laughs> trivia, dude. Okay. Yeah. Second question, also brought to you by Ellis's. what do you guys want to talk about theme. Okay. Feet? And you guys said techno technology and feet. Like techno feet. So techno, it's so techno feet. feet. It's feet again? It's the same thing. Both <laughs> oh questions are, are technology and feet related. That's All perfect. right. Second question. Piezoelectricity is generated when you blank certain materials. Is it a squish? B, poke, C, melt, or D, digest. Wow. Yeah. Think about it. Whoa. Ellis came up with these, so kudos to Ellis. Whoa. Squish.
0: We're going to have to think about
4: that one.
3: We'll, we'll be right back.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, squish, poke, melt, or digest. And the topic is piezoelectricity.
3: We're on ad break now, right? We'll be right
4: back.
5: Squish. <laughs> squish. <laughs>
0: Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI power gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Oris 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is gonna change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like
3: maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you are, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you
0: want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte. AI. So that's aorus.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. <coughs> Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's com slash tech.
0: All right, we're back. Let's talk about nothing. <laughs> oh my God. Nothing had an event this week. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the the Nothing uh, Year Two Two is the name of the new headphones. They're 150 bucks. They Wait, are. Okay, yeah. They are. They they had an announcement event, which was basically a live streamed premiere of a thing that they made. It was kind of funny, actually. So. First of all, the product itself is new earbuds. They look very similar to the last ones, but Mm -hmm. with some small improvements, mainly to the sound, new custom drivers. Uh, Design is very similar because that's kind of like their thing. They already have a certain look and people like that about it. But the case is a little smaller, little things like that. They did a lot of refinement type things. So ear two, it's out. Um, But their event was kind of funny because their event was Carl, their CEO. uh, How do I explain what they did? They essentially cosplayed as (laughs) several youtube channels while turning it into a keynote it's like funny like if any other company did this we've been like wow that's really weird but for this company it was like you know nothing is already carl's baby which has Mm -hmm. already like leaned very heavily into the youtube thing and like the way they do pr is very uh creator forward which makes a lot of sense but yeah basically like it opens up with like him wearing the MKBHD hoodie in the set which looks like he's in our studio, mm-hmm. but he's not in our studio. They recreated our studio from scratch in their studio to make it look like he's in our studio.
3: And they picked arguably like the hardest corner of the entire studio to replicate because it has a win- a giant window yep. and this like steel beam that they had to replicate. They
0: redid the beam. Like the
3: they could have picked beam. one of the just white corners that we have that yeah. would have been super easy. But yeah, they, they replicated a steel beam mm-hmm. and it, it's insane. Mainly accurate. Um, they also,
0: it's, it's, so they did ours. Yeah, and it was. I think I would give them like a, a 98 out of 100 as far as like accuracy was pretty good. Literally to the point of like they even for one of the scenes like screened out the window and mm-hmm. like superimposed what we've had outside our yeah. window, so it, like really looked like he was in our studio. So anyway, it looks really really good. It's pretty good. good. Yeah, I was impressed. Uh, they also did this for Mr. Who's the Boss, I Justine, Jerry, everything, Technical Guruji. And they're pretty good. Like, all of them are are fairly accurate. And so they sort of use this to have, like, Carl land in the set and then, like, use that YouTuber's style to explain the product. So he, like, lands in our set. He's like, here's our new product. And then he lands in Justine's set. And he's like, so it's got these new drivers and the sound is better. And he lands in Aaron's set. And he's like, it's got these new features. So... That's how they did it. It was kind of clever. Yep, I don't think I've seen anything like that before. So I, well I give
3: them a lot of credit because we've talked about how like some of their past ones were a bit boring. So this is just a, a slight update on their I their say. headphones. Think so if any
0: other company tried to do this exactly,
3: be- and they just did a it was like twenty minutes max, right? Yeah, it was short. very short. Yeah, fun for a couple minutes. They just like posted all the final specs at the end. They talked about the product. They released it. I kudos. I thought it was fun. I don't yeah. know how they'll. Do that again because if they just do the exact same thing again it's gonna be boring I think and, it's a one-off but yeah. yeah they did a good job with it and um nothing
0: i didn't realize they were 150 dollars. 150 yeah yeah so i don't know i'm gonna we're gonna try these as well because we i'll have try them, them now we'll see how they go i am still like I don't know. My, the favorite thing for me about them was the design, and that's yep. basically the same as last time, so I still like that about them. I, I <laughs> hope they work. That would be
3: awesome. That was yeah. my biggest gripe about the first ones. <laughs> yeah. It's uh-huh. a big gripe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of trouble with the first one, so I'm definitely, I think we have an extra pair there. I'm going to grab them and probably start using them tomorrow, mm-hmm. Um as long as they work. I'm, if they were still $99, though, and they worked as well as the last, or- they actually always charged and whatever i would say that's awesome i love the design and i'm totally fine spending a little extra for a cool design whether maybe noise canceling isn't as good as airpods but they fit in my ear and they looked cool yeah they just didn't work so So let's hope the twos hopefully
0: that does all the things you asked for them yeah um also i had a little cameo at the end which was just like at the literal very end of the keynote it cuts to me like watching their end of their keynote and disliking it and being like Mm, that was kind of cringe. Call me when it's the phone too, and I leave. <laughs> so that's actually, you know, OnePlus is, or oh, OnePlus, nothing is kind of making their own, <laughs> their little ecosystem now where they have the phone. The phone works best with their earbuds, but the earbuds still work really well with others. So there's kind of this little mini ecosystem starting to form. They'll probably make a phone two this year. What else are they gonna add to their ecosystem? We don't really know yet, but I could see that sort of expanding. I
3: still think see-through smart speaker with Google Assistant would look really sick. Yeah. The
0: speaker seems like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like designed by like teenage engineering vibes like that yeah. would look really sick. That'd yeah. be dope. Yeah.
0: yeah. I see that. Yeah. I,
1: I gotta say that for the ear twos, um, <clears throat> the fit of the ear ones were my favorite thing about them. Yeah, I was like, these are really light and they fit really well in my ear and they stay well, really well in my ear and I would love to use them for running. They just sounded like um bad.
4: <laughs> so If the Ear 2s sound better, then I would probably consider them. They're using the LHDC codec, which is a common, like, off-the-shelf high-res audio codec, which should be available to anyone, any OEM, using Android higher than 10. It's not always, like, added as a feature, but it's definitely not a codec that's, like, uh, you know, proprietary. Proprietary. And it's not even locked into any, like, specific chipset, either. While we're talking about audio features no one cares about. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool from a nerd standpoint that they claim they're able to get like one megabit data, mm. Bluetooth data transfer onto this thing. Um, and it's also pretty cool that they're claiming like uh, around like 30 milliseconds of latency.
0: Yeah, um, latency is always one of those immediate things you notice the second you start using a yeah, pair of earbuds yeah. with your phone. Which is you open up a YouTube video or something and you start watching it and you you notice how much lag there is between the voices and the people talking on the screen. Or when you're playing a game and you're like you hit something with the car on the screen and you don't hear it for a fraction of a second until it gets the headphones. Stuff like that.
4: When you're using an app like GarageBand on an iPad. And you're you're pressing piano keys, and you can hear it, you know, not be in time. That's mm-hmm. what that's what immediately popped into my head. Like when you're working with a computer, like generally anything above like eight to ten milliseconds of latency makes playing an instrument really, really hard. Yeah.
0: So should be good. Gun- should be fun to play with. But I appreciated that uh, that keynote from the Nothing team. Shout out to them. Well played. Uh, but that's kind of it. Anything else in our little last bit lightning round? You want to go over? I don't
3: think so. I did. I thought you started the episode saying you had a special thing you wanted to
0: talk about that you never mentioned anything. Yeah, we were going to talk about cars and electric cars, and then I was going to throw in a non-electric car. Oh, well, and we don't care about that. This is the Wave yeah. form. Product. Well, okay, I just wanted to shout out the bizarro new Dodge that got announced. So oh, there's, oh, a, yes. there's a new Dodge. It's the last Dodge. It's the last call. And they do this, least, yeah, this last, last call thing. Yeah, it's the last gas-powered Dodge. Yes. Mm. And so they've just gone completely all-out bonkers insane and just made it a straight-line drag car that happens to be street legal. But the numbers and the specs and what they've okay. built is absurd. It is a rear-wheel drive, 1,000-horsepower gas car running on ethanol, meaning not even pump gas. You have to get specific race fuel for it to get the full, gas, 1, 000, baby. the full 1,025 horsepower. Um, and it will do 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds. And it will run the quarter mile in under nine seconds at 151 miles an hour. Um, which would be a record for a production car for a gas car for sure Oh, it's and, a challenger too yeah and it's it's literally on racing slicks and can you can buy it with a parachute it comes <laughs> it comes by default with no seats other than the driver's seat and you can famously add a passenger seat for a dollar that's how for a dollar yeah yeah it's Damn. that type of car can you take it out yeah you just don't buy it or do you you mean if you buy it for a yeah. dollar you want to take it out yeah. i assume most people are just going to not have it specced at all so it's that type of car and my the funny thing about this which is interesting to me is like this story with gas cars for so long for so long would be sure they're quick off the line but then they run out of power after 70 miles an hour and you just get blown by by the gas cars this was by the electric cars by the gas cars. Oh. The gas cars would blow by the electric oh, cars. Oh, I see, I see. Because I see, I see. the EV would have that quick zero to 60, and that's a cool headline and a straight line, but then the gas cars all overtake them by the end of the quarter mile. Every single one until Plaid. And now, if you actually look at the specs, the Plaid traps a nine two one fifty four 154 quarter mile. Basically, what that means is at the quarter mile mark, the Plaid is going faster despite being behind. So what happened is the Dodge would get out in front, with the ridiculous perfect launch, 1.6 seconds, zero 060, and then the electric car would pull up behind it and pass it after a quarter mile. Isn't that? It's just, it's just backwards. It's just backwards from the way it normally is, mm. which was entertaining to me. Um, so I, f- I figured I'd throw that out there. I would never
3: insure one of those cars. Oh, no. If I was an insurance company, do you know how many of those are gonna crash getting out of the lot? <laughs> Like, have you ever seen the Mustangs, like, people rear-wheel drive for the first time, like, floor it out of the lot and just eat the median? Like, yeah. somebody's going to... This
0: literally is on, like, Mickey Thompson racing slicks that are <laughs> dangerous to drive in the rain. Like, they're... Uh, you're right. If you were an insurance company and you saw this, you'd probably go, yeah, no thanks. Mm, no no thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a bizarro time in the car world. The, the last calls are are getting pretty crazy. I appreciate they went all out as their yeah. last. Yeah. I kind of think that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and they're also going to make that crazy gigantic, remember that Dodge that makes the weird sounds, that electric yeah, car they're yeah. going to make? We'll see how good that one ends up being, but this is uh, this will be fun. Whenever that car comes out, I'm sure we'll see some races against some electric cars. My last <coughs> my last second
1: news is that Roliflex is announcing a modern twin lens reflex uh, camera that looks like a film camera, but will actually probably be digital, and that makes me very excited.
0: No I understood matters, some of those words. It looks like a film camera. Is that a benefit? Yeah because it's a twin lens reflex camera. It has a it has a viewing lens and then a taking lens. Oh, I was going to say cuz we all use DSLRs which is a single lens reflex camera, yeah. right? And yeah. so a dual lens reflex a camera. TLR twin lens reflex. Twin, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So you basically you're like looking down into the mirror and like you're taking a pic. It's like in super old school style. Mhm. Which is fun. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. There it's a, it's being announced on 420, so. Wait, do you know what the price is yet? No. I bet it's going to be super high.
2: I was going to cut this until you said it's being announced on 420. Now it stays in. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's my
0: last minute news. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we should get to the trivia answers. I forgot about that. I've already written both down.
1: I know everything there is to know about feet.
4: All right. Coming back for another round of trivia, we got Marquez coming in with nine points. Andrew coming in with seven points. (laughs) And David with a huge 11 points, bringing him to an average of 1.42 points per game.
0: (laughs) That's kind of sick, actually. Points per game
4: is nice. Okay. PPG, baby. uh, So, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So, this first question was about a 2006 uh, service in collaboration with Nike and Apple. Uh, It was uh, a service which had a sensor and a transmitter in your shoe and would uh, send your device some health data. So what was this service called?
1: So when I worked at Intel, I was a um, project manager for their Internet of Things stuff. And we worked with Lenovo to build a smart shoe for Yao Ming Hmm. that would track like all of his like jump height and all that sort of stuff.
2: Are Are you supposed to be talking about this?
1: Yeah, I can talk about it. Oh okay cool. Just yeah, one. Rele- sure. It released. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anything about the competitors.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Useful. All right, flip them and read.
3: Okay. Oh. What? Nike wow. Plus. Nike Plus you wrote thank you i wrote nike
1: adapt because that's their most recent their most the recent Hyper smart adapt shoe, is a is shoe like yeah. and i figured maybe it was like a i
3: got worried nike plus was their customization thing but that's nike id right mm-hmm. okay oh. yeah all right nice yeah. well played i mean it, it makes perfect sense with like all of apple's plus things also yeah, it's this funny that the, i know but it, oh, yeah. it does ahead of its time it is funny how it, well it fits with like fitness plus and everything
4: i would have also accepted uh nike plus ipod or nike plus iphone because it was also marketed with oh. those but nike plus is the yeah the general pop name. quiz what was the color of the product oh Red. i know this Of the the little you're talking about the insert right Mm -hmm. it was like orange yeah 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 that makes sense Mm. it was a little orange thing yeah
2: all right next question piezoelectricity is generated when you blank certain materials (laughs) a squish b poke c melt or d digest so
0: i did write mine down ahead of time Mm -hmm. it's a total guess because I have an ex- a description of how I think this electricity works in my head, and it doesn't match any of this.
3: I, through context clues, I think know the correct answer
0: to I this. I bet, just based on the way you said that, you're probably right. I just know it because I'm a god. Oh, okay, cool. I think we're ready. <laughs> All,
2: right. All right, flip them and read.
3: Uh, so I wrote poke. I wrote poke.
2: Uh-huh. i wrote melt or st- oh, <laughs> all, oh all right according to Digest. ellis who did all the research on this and was trying to tell me that i mispronounced piezo but it's fine um pie- pie- piezo electricity yeah whatever uh the answer is squish squish squish
4: hey oh. what is squish. that what does the
1: root piezo you know, mean i'm realizing what does
4: it has to do with feet i'm realizing okay <laughs> yeah what okay that's what so i was here okay First, can, I tell, first, can i tell you my reasoning i i, I get your reason i'm okay. realizing now after writing this question that a hard enough poke kind of becomes a squish mm, not always well that's not well, what, see that's how i felt writing the question but so many of you guys put poke i'm starting but, to think
3: but like, i can tell you that my reasoning is not because of that okay. my Dang. reasoning is assuming feet i'm thinking it's similar to like static electricity right. where with mm. my feet i'm creating a charge and then poking something and releasing no, the charge? Oh, unfortunately that's,
4: okay. not. The answer is pretty cool, though. Um, if uh, you feel I was unfair in this question and I should give them points for poke, please tweet me. I should not. Um, but, uh, so essentially, certain materials, a lot of crystals, like quartz, um, have this really cool property where if you, you know, the, the scientific term is if you apply mechanical stress, which is yeah. just a fancy way of saying, you know, give it a little squish, um, <laughs> If you give them a little squish, they'll output electricity at really, really regular intervals. Likewise, if you supply them electricity, they will squish themselves at really, really regular intervals. Right. And that is, um, that's essentially how a quartz watch works. When you supply a low voltage to a piece of quartz, it supplies this ticking at a very, very um, steady interval. That's a simplification. Um, The the reason it has to do with the feet stuff is because the sensors... (laughs) That's what we're here for. (laughs) How does this connect to feet? The sensors in the uh nike plus sensor Mm. are piezoelectric so Uh, what it's actually doing is taking the shocks of the impact i'm so dumb generating an electrical signal and analyzing that wow in 2006 yes well it's a piezo electronics are an old technology i think they were invented in like this yeah, you know, Correct. Um, nice. but, but lighters mm. use piezo crystals. Certain microphones use piezo crystals. There are surgeries done by supplying crystals with specific voltages so they vibrate at specific frequencies that can cut tissue. It's like a really, mm. really, really uh, commonly um. used technology.
1: I see the answer was squish.
4: The answer was A, squish. That makes sense.
1: I completely forgot that this was about feet.
3: Would that have changed your answer?
1: Yeah, because why would ice have anything to do with feet? Ice? it well, yeah, melts. melts? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, fair. I also seem to remember there being some sort of, like, specialized tech insole that you could put in your shoe that would, like, become a battery and you could charge your phone off of it. I don't remember. Sounds like a Kickstarter. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but I thought it was cool. And there, I mean, there are phones that, there are prototype phones and smartwatches that have come out that charge via um, the motion of your body as you walk. I'm trying to remember
4: exactly what that was. That so, this is like a way over generalizing, oversimplification.
1: That's kinetic energy.
4: Yeah, most the way that normally works is you have a stable magnetic field, um, and then you push a. uh, You have a stable magnetic field generated by a permanent magnet hooked up to a coil. Um, And that creates induction. And then when you move a magnet of the opposite pole and you disturb that magnetic or the same pole and you disturb the magnetic field, it converts the kinetic energy that you're applying. You know, when you take two Thomas the Tank engines and you try to make them kiss the wrong way and then you feel it like pushing against each other. When you fight against that, you're inputting kinetic (laughs) energy into the system. So if there's a coil attached to that permanent magnet, that kinetic energy will actually turn into electrical energy and charge.
1: I remember a smartwatch that charges with kinetic energy as well.
4: Yeah, it's actually the the basis of how a microphone works where you have two the diaphragm yeah inside the microphone is two about to kiss (laughs) Thomas the tank engines (laughs) and when you talk that the the moving air pushes one of them towards the other Mm -hmm. and it's that disturbing (laughs) magnetic field I forgot it was about feet so ice wouldn't have made any sense I also forgot it was about
5: feet
4: (laughs) (laughs) well I think that that's enough science
0: for the waveform podcast this week I feel like I learned something though which is good quite enough feet stuff maybe or maybe not Either way, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching this week, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
3: Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rubin. We're partnered with the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Silk.